Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You can always find us over at pathtozion.com for all of our audio versions of these episodes that go back for years. We're actually going to reference one here in just a minute, a really old episode, that is. And uh, find us on Facebook, communicate with us there. Uh, send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com is the way to do that. Thank you to those of you who have reached out to us recently to ask questions or to let us know where you are. And uh, there's a theme that seems to be prevalent, which is, I feel kind of alone. I feel isolated. Um, can we talk? Yes and amen. Um, I know the feeling, and uh, I've known the other side of that, of not having that feeling and the blessing of having uh, a lot of people in my life in a, a shared journey. And uh, sometimes we're tracking along in and out right now in our in our family with our household. So wherever you are, whatever circumstance you find yourself in, um, what a what a privilege to share in this 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 body of Messiah that we have been invited into via His covenant. Now, you you see the the title today. Today is going to be a little bit more different episode. Um, this is going to be more like things used to be back in the day. Um, for those of you who have began to watch the, the program here in the last year or so, 18 months, um, before I did any videos, this was all a handheld Zoom recorder, and even before that, just a little um, six-inch digital uh, recorder device. That, and both of those I would just use driving to or from um, work. And <laughs> I would just have these thoughts or uh, commentary towards what I had been studying, and I would just talk. And uh, sometimes they were very lighthearted and sometimes they were very serious. But I've found that more recently I don't have a whole lot of that type of recording anymore. Um, so I had some experiences today that I, I just thought on the other side of them driving home. I thought, you know, I just need to record that and, and kind of do what I used to do, which is just make a recording that is... Just real life. Now, now the Bible is real life. Studying is real life. Um, extrapolating the scriptures and, and word studies and all that, of course, it's real life. There's, we say that all the time. There's no segregation between the spiritual and the natural man. But there, this today, as you see in the title, Chainsaws and Humility, well, what in the world? What, what Bible verse is that? Well, there's not one. This is, this is real life circumstances um, that, that for the most part unfolded with me here today, um, not too long ago, just earlier today um, in the end of my afternoon. And, and I want to just, I have to tell you what happened in order to kind of set up what I'd like to present to, to all of us today um, for our consideration. And, and basically what had happened was, and again, I want to invite you, this is like if you were sitting here and, and we're just sharing a coffee and uh, we're just talking about, like, hey, brother, how was your day? Well, you know, I had a, had a challenging day, man. I, I really had some, some tests today, some testing. Um, and I did, I did well, but I'd like to do better is kind of how our, our dialogue would go. So that's what I want to invite you into uh, today here in this episode. Again, which is quite different than what we've been doing um, over the last little bit here. Um, on the podcast. So uh, there's a circumstance today where, as specific as I can be, I, I bought a chainsaw about 
I don't know, five weeks ago. Brand new chainsaw. Mine is mine's was mine was very old and couldn't hardly do anything anymore. So I fixed it up enough to sell it and get a little money and go buy a new one. And so I did. I did a little bit of research, and uh, I didn't need anything too fancy. We of course have a farm here, but you know I don't have any need for any you know four foot blade super machine. <laughs> Um, I'm not a logger. I just needed something that was a reliable chainsaw here for our property. No big deal. So I decided I did a little bit of research and, you know, looked through a whole section of steel products because um, I decided I was going to get one that was a little bit nicer maybe than what I had had previous. Um, and so I make this decision again about five weeks ago to buy this chainsaw. And just because of all the things that are going on in normal life, I had not used it yet. And my son kept getting on me, Dad, because we had some trees go down uh, maybe a week ago with some storms we had come through. So my son, who keeps reminding me we have this chainsaw that we hadn't used yet, Dad, this is, this is now the perfect time. The trees that went down in the storm, you got the brand new chainsaw, let's fire it up. And so let's do that. So I filled it full of fuel and I put of course you know the bar chain oil in it and we put it in the back of the side by side we drove down to the tree we're there we're all ready to go we got our earplugs we got our safety goggles on and uh here we go pull 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 <laughs> and, and the, the the irony of it is i bought a a, a, a chainsaw that was a little bit nicer <laughs> With what they, what, they have, what they call an easy start system. <laughs> and so basically, instead of just pulling relentlessly, you pull, and it has a certain configuration inside that pulls after you pull. And it's supposed to be a lot easier to use. Well, uh, I had quite a workout, and the thing would not start. Um, and, of course, it got flooded. Long story short, we packed it up and came back up to the house. So... I was a little frustrated. Okay, this brand new chainsaw is not working. So I decided, well, I've got to try again. My neighbor came over. He said he had a model just like it. Oh, these start easy. He can't get it to go either. Okay, well, this thing I have determined has a problem. It's not, and maybe the problem isn't me. And so finally, because where I purchased it from is an hour from me, um, I had to do, you know, a little more, little more strategic planning about when I could take it back. And so, um, in a nutshell, I took it back today, and I thought it'd be relatively simple. Well, maybe not. Um, they said our, our, our in-house technician, our repairman, you know, whatever they called him, um, he'll need to go over it and, and make sure it's, it's sufficient to return. Now, it's pristine. It, it doesn't even have any dirt or oil. The blade hasn't touched uh, one piece of sawdust. I mean, it's... It looks the same as it was off the shelf. I understand they needed to investigate it a little bit. That's reasonable, and I, of course, had no problem with that. So it disappears for a while, um, and about 20 minutes later, it comes back. And, well, I'm sorry, but the, the, the technician said it started right away, and it ran perfectly. So um, have a good day, basically. And So I said, well, okay, but it didn't run for me and it didn't run for my neighbor. And three days after I tried it the first time, it still didn't work. And I'm, I'm glad it started for the, for the professional in the back, but if I can't get it started, I have a problem. So could he possibly just spend a minute? I'll take it back to where he is um, for him to look at it and maybe show me what I'm doing wrong. Because if I don't know how to run it, it's of course useless. So uh, they, you know, they have to radio each other and all these big things. Um, 
and I take it back there. So I cross the store and I take it back to the shop area. And the guy said, oh, yeah, he said, it started right up. It's not an issue. I said, well, I understand. And, you know, this is a man thing. Like, you know, what, you don't know how to start a chainsaw? And, you know, here I am on my side. Maybe I don't even know how to start a chainsaw. <laughs> and so he proceeds to show me how easy it starts. See, watch this. Pulls, 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 pulls. Y'all 20 times in, and there's some sort of satisfaction in me. Like, okay, good. <laughs> It's not all me, right? They're, they're, this thing has a problem. He's like, you know, well, I'll be. And maybe this thing, uh, this, this, I swear it just started. And I said, well, if you say so, you know, it, it won't start for me. I tried it again after they told me they started it right away. So, <laughs> and the, these details are just fun. I enjoy telling stories. Again, let's just pretend we're sitting here drinking coffee. And so, we go back and forth. He starts taking it apart. And keep in mind, this is a brand new chainsaw that was not a fortune or anything, but, you know, we try to be frugal with the money that we have and whatever we purchase. So that's kind of irrelevant how much it was. And so all I'm thinking is, like, I don't want a repaired brand new chainsaw. I think I'd like a new one. So he takes out the spark plug. He's making adjustments. He's tweaking. He's pulling. Nothing. Won't go. Well, I'll be. He just keeps on working. I said, look, I'm not trying to be rude. I appreciate what you're doing. I'm talking very calmly. Um, but I think I really don't want a, a new chainsaw that has to be repaired um, from, the, from the beginning. So if you could just put that all back together, I'd like to go up front, and I'm just going to exchange it one for one. Just get a different, uh, different machine. Okay, if that's what you want to do, he puts it all back together. I take it to the front. Meanwhile... Everybody in this store that's an employee has their radios on, you know, and they're all having this discussion about the chainsaw. <laughs> it's for everyone to hear. Yeah, he's not happy with the chainsaw, and, you know, he couldn't get it to start, and so he wants a new one. And um, In all honesty, my, my natural man was kind of getting a little, like, I'm being patient, you know, I, I'm not being unreasonable, uh, but, you know, so be it. I'll, I'll walk to the front, because as I'm going, I hear the guy in the, in the feed aisle, and then I hear them in the in the pets, and then in the footwear section. As I go, I hear this radio uh, talking about the chainsaw incident. Um, because by this time, I've been there an hour. I go to the front. I would like to just exchange it. He says now it's not working. It's not just me. Um, so I would I would just like to have this machine swapped out for one just like it. Um, and they were anything but excited about helping me, just to be honest. Like, okay, well, that's gonna we're going to have to get a manager. Okay, I, I'm willing to wait. You know, could you get a manager? All right, but there's going to be some protocol. Okay, that's fine. I can sign my name. And I'm, I said countless times, I'm willing to wait. That's fine. So this goes on and on. Time is passing. I'm, I'm, I'm being under self-control. Um, I'd like, I would like to say I'm, I'm being a spirit man and just, it's okay. This is not the end of the world. I'm not in a hurry necessarily. I had some jobs to do, but you know, it's okay. Um, I'm on a loose schedule. And so <laughs> finally they call a manager up and I thought this was working. Well, it's not. He tried, he tried it out and now it's not, but it was working. Well, he said it was, I don't know. I can't get, you know, all this stuff and just, Poor management, to be to be honest. Um, not really 
inquiring much of like what I thought about it <laughs> or how to help it. Um, but there's just this, this exchange is just getting nowhere. And so they radio, just get him another one. I'm, I'm back here in the chainsaws and what's the model number? So we say one, 180C or whatever it is, you know. Okay. And so everybody's just kind of put off and the manager disappears and he comes back with a chainsaw up to the front desk to the return counter. I'm no, I'm no genius about chainsaws, but I realized right away it's not the one I had bought. And so he said, here you go. Uh, no sorry, no apology or anything like that, which will come into play here in a minute. I'm not whining. I'm making a point today with chainsaws and humility. He puts it on the counter and, you know, just make an exchange, and he walks off. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's – I have some questions. So I tell the girl that I'm dealing with, I have some questions like – I would like to talk to someone, like have a conversation about what's being presented. She said, well, he brought you another chainsaw, but look, they're, they're not the same. They were the same brand, but quickly identifiably different. Well, she said, what's the problem? I, I, I don't want that one. <laughs> I, I bought this one. Well, that one's out of stock. I said, the one that I just bought is out of stock? Yes. Okay, well, I don't want that one, though. Can I just return it? I don't know. I'm going to have to go through protocol. Okay, let's go through protocol. <laughs> and so after many minutes, the manager comes back. Well, what's the problem? I got you another chainsaw. I said, yes, sir, you did, but that's not this chainsaw. Oh, I know. The, the, the technician in the back thought that you would want this one instead of that one that you had, that you're having trouble with because you can't start it. I said, but he can't start it. Yeah, but he just said that he thought since you're having so much trouble with the easy start system, maybe you would prefer this other model that doesn't have the easy start system. And again, I'm just, but I don't, but I don't want that one. <laughs> that was in the store beside this one when I chose this one. And this one's out of stock? Oh no, we have them in the back. Can you go get me that one, please? Well, there's going to be some, you know, it's going to take a few minutes, and I'm going to have to go go to the back. and Okay, and, and this goes on and on. Um, and then the radios continue. As he's gone, yeah, well, you know, we're working on the chainsaw issue. Sigh, sigh, huff, puff. <laughs> and, and by this time, I'm, I'm, I'm agitated. And I'm talking... Because, you know, there's, it's frustrating for some people. A lot of people are just like, you know, whatever, just whatever, you know, casual, cool all the time. I'm not like that. I, until I was regenerated and was given Holy Spirit to, like, really give me self-control, which I still, of course, practice today. And even, man, this has been progress over the last couple of years even. I've been very, like, I can be very emotional and, like, strong. Not violent or anything. I can just, you know, I can, I can out-debate about anybody and all that kind of stuff. It's just my natural man tendency. And so, like, with this exchange with the manager, I'm just, I'm agitated because he just keeps talking and not listening. And thought it was ridiculous that I wouldn't want the machine that he brought me. Um, and wouldn't just say, okay, and, and walk out the door, even though they weren't the same. And they, it wasn't what I wanted. What I wanted was irrelevant. And I just didn't like that. I, I just said I've paid my money for this. Um, this may not be a lot of money to you, but to me, it's it's very valuable. And I would like to get what I came here to get. That I would like something that works. 
So, okay, well, I'll take it back. I'll go get your other one. <laughs> and so I just, I just was, I was, I was uncomfortable. And there were even other layers I'm not even getting into. That was there doing some business um, with another gentleman uh, through my business, just some personal stuff that was completely disconnected with that, that he's a manager. And I, w I was on site doing some work for him as well. It was a lot of interwoven issues. So, and he's watching me. He's 50 yards away watching the whole exchange. So I'm trying to be calm. I'm trying, I know that he's watching me and like, I want to be a good godly example. I want to be peaceful. I want to be kind. I want to be patient. Um, so I'm, I'm walking in these, I'm practicing. Okay. This is okay. How do I handle this? How do I gauge this situation without losing my mind or demanding that I get what I deserve? Right. Cause I'm not a get what you deserve guy. I'm not, I haven't been for many years. Um, but I'm just really, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. And it was, it was coming out in the sense of, I'm just, I literally said at one point, would someone please just listen to what I'm saying and tell me if you think I'm being unreasonable because I don't feel like I'm being unreasonable, but I'm being treated as if I'm here throwing a hissy fit. And I'm just, I'm calmly talking about getting what I'm here to exchange. And so that be as it may, this finally goes all, all down and I have my replace chainsaw, which I don't even know if it works yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid to find out. I was going to try it in the parking lot, and I thought, no way. If it didn't work, there's no way I'm going back in that store right now. I don't even want to know. <laughs> and so I go out. I do this job, for, again, my personal work that I'm doing for this other individual. And um, and I, I, go, I have to go back in to talk to him, and I have to go in and buy more stuff. So I'm seeing all these same people, uh, minus the manager, that I had been dealing with at that point for two hours. These girls, you know, these young ladies are just employees there. And so I felt compelled to just talk to them and say, look, I'm not a jerk. I don't, I hope I, I didn't act out of control or I don't want you to be upset with me or think I'm just some guy who is here to get his way and it's all your fault. I said, I just... I just want you to know that, like, don't please don't be angry with me or, or you know, and, I'm, you know, I don't have to go into detail about all the stuff I said, but I just wanted to be clear. I felt the Holy Spirit prompting me to just be just get down in the dirt, Joel, and just humble yourself in front of all these people. Quit worrying about what they think about you. Get what you need. Be be kind. And just go. Just go home. <laughs> and so I did that with two different individuals. Um, I didn't see the manager again. And then the gentleman that was the other manager that I was doing work for, I talked to him. I said, you were watching me the whole time, brother. I know it. I saw you. I've talked to him off and on for, for years. I knew him from a previous business um, that he used to work for. And I said, look, I want to apologize if I looked out of line from a distance. But, brother, I just want you to know, like, I was okay. I, would, I just wasn't being heard. And, and I try to walk in humility and I try to walk like my Messiah, and I, if I didn't look like I was, then you're free to tell me that, but I just want you to know that I just was trying to be heard, and I wasn't, I don't feel like I was justifying, like, bad behavior or anything. I just felt compelled to say, look, man, I, I just want you to know that I'm not mad or anything. I'm not here to, to, to make a point. I just, I just wanted my chainsaw replaced, <laughs> um, and so here we get into the, the since then, just a few hours ago. 
And so I get everything done. I get this job done. I go back in the store and I buy all my cattle feed that I had for the day that I need to get. And I, I just walk out and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to come back for a while to this store. And I just started praying, Holy Spirit, teach me all things. What do I need to learn right now in this circumstance? I'm agitated. I'm just, I don't like being misunderstood already. Ask my wife. This personal thing that I've had for so many years, I hate being misunderstood. I hate it that because I talk strong or I talk with emotion or with my hands, that people just, many people, even people I love, just label me angry. He's just so angry, so mad all the time. Or my eyes, you know, the way Yahweh made me, I just have serious eyes. And I look angry because sometimes I stand like this. And I might be praying with, with all my heart and soul um, but I just look kind of angry, but I'm not. <laughs> um, and so I work, I work on those things and yet also still struggle with them. And so there are some verses that popped in my head and some others that I just went back over and I just wrote out that I just want to talk about for a few minutes because there's something that came out on the other side that I feel like Holy Spirit is saying. And I would submit that to you in your own circumstances and testings and trials of whatever you might go to. One is this, and, and just let me, allow me, because some, some people I know, like, I read a verse, that doesn't even apply to what you're saying. You don't know the context. Just give me a minute, please, to just explain and kind of tie it all together. And if you still feel that way, just throw it out, and it's okay. <laughs> but Micah 6, um, verse 8 says, He's told you, O man, what is good. And what does Yahweh require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your Elohim? Now, this today was not walking with my Elohim. This was towards man, but towards other, towards other human beings. But I am to love kindness, okay? Now, do justice. Some people grab hold of justice, and they want to be the ones that go and wreak justice upon humanity. We're going to tell them how it is and how they're going to treat us, and more importantly, how they are not going to. We have to be careful that we hold this and keep reading, of course, to love kindness. Deuteronomy 10. Now, we read this in the last series that we just did a few days ago. What does Yahweh, your Elohim, require of you but to fear him, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve Yahweh, your Elohim, with all your heart and with all your soul, to keep the mitzvot, the commands of Yahweh, and his statutes that I'm commanding you today for your own good? Behold. To Yahweh your Elohim belong the heavens and the highest of heavens, the earth and all that is in it. Only on your fathers did Yahweh set his affection to love them, and he chose their descendants after them, you from all the peoples, as is the case this day. So circumcise the foreskin of your heart, therefore, and don't be stiff-necked anymore. Now we can be stiff-necked towards the Father, and therefore we're often, if not always, going to thereby be stiff-necked towards other people. And so when I walk in a place of, of humility, uh, uh, to use the, the Greek word in the Newer Testament of being, and, and man, all throughout the Old Testament, David wrote about it all the time in Psalms, about having a contrite heart, a broken heart that we've talked about here on the program for years, about being broken and crushed down to powder so there's nothing left identifiable of, of the me to see. There's nothing that remains of me. There's no form of this nasty old flesh man that's broken down deliberately on purpose, humbled before Yahweh and man. And so don't be stiff-necked anymore, which means what? Yeah, I used to be. Oh boy, I could go through, man, I could tell you some stories 
about the times I was just an idiot in front of Yahweh and men both. <laughs> but yeah, we won't we won't do that today, right? Okay. So if we, if we hold the entire context of the Bible properly, there are times to stand up and there are times to be still. We see that if, if we're using biblical accounts as our model, which hopefully we do in the right way, and wield well, you can't just say, well, man is always called to just walk like Yeshua and never ever lift a finger to say anything to anyone about anything. Love, love, love. Yeshua was very hard towards many things. He served a very specific function, too. Um, and there, there are intricacies, of course, within this. But many people, most, majority, Christians, Torah community, um, the world, oh boy, <laughs> most camps say, something comes at you, you stand up and come back. Don't you take that. And man, this, this is, I have, I have a writing on this that is, I don't know, I think it was 100 plus, 100 plus pages typed um, towards this. It may, man, it's maybe more than that. It's called the fourth man principle. Who boy, is it a doozy. Most people can't take it. Most people, I know, I could probably count on one hand how many people I know that can, can have that conversation about what it takes for a spiritual man to be come at and not respond in the flesh, but to respond as a man says, you know what, my life's not my own, brother. All this stuff, my possessions, my family, they are not mine to grasp and to defend to the death. That is a topic that is huge, and most people can't go there without losing their cool and, and going and grabbing their gun. But uh, it's a conversation that needs to be had. If we're truly Yeshua Christ men, if, if, there are many questions to be had. Um, so to use the Bible properly, there are times to stand up, and there are times to be still. Both. Both. Here's my proposal. And why are we talking about chainsaws and humility today? What in the world, Joel? Why? Why did I turn this on to listen to you rant about a chainsaw exchange at a, at a farm store? Well, for this. I am proposing that we are entering the latter age. An age that perhaps is very much time for us to be still. Now, this will oppose most people. Are you kidding me? Do you see how violent the world's getting, Joel? They're coming for us. They're coming for my guns. They're coming for my Bibles. They're coming for my kids. Well, I know what the, the masses are being spoon-fed from every channel that they turn, but let's calm down a little bit and realize some of the greatest weaponry that we have been given. I'm not going to go. I'm, I keep wanting to shift gears and go down that, but I don't have time. This is going to be brief today. I'm going to propose that maybe it's time for us to begin to walk a little bit more like Yeshua in these circumstances that we will be facing, I believe, soon. The example that we see when all seems hopeless for the Israelites and death seems certain in, in, the, in the book of Exodus. Um, let's just read it. Exodus 14. Mo, Moses said to the people, don't be afraid. What? What, what kind of phrase is that? Don't be afraid. Are you blind? <laughs> Stand still and see the salvation. The Yeshua. <laughs> see the Yeshua of Yahweh, which he will perform for you today. You have seen the Egyptians today, but you will never see them again, ever. Yahweh will fight for you. While you hold your peace, be silent. 
Here's here's something I just want to submit. And if you don't want to think this way, then you're free to. Go get your arsenal of guns, lock and load, and sit at your door until the bad guy comes knocking. That's your prerogative. That's fine. And I'm not even saying whether that's right or wrong. But I'm saying there are other things to do. There are other options. Now, is, is this scenario that I proposed to you today that happened to me at the farm store equal to a thief coming in to to assault my wife and stab my son in the middle of the night while they're sleeping innocently and dreaming about the Bible, like all these other scenarios I'm proposed. I'm not talking about those being the same, okay, to be clear. I'm not being ultra-dramatic. I'm saying that these are testing times now. These are testing times now to practice how we will respond to adversity on any level. What will we do? What will we say? What will my countenance be like? What will, where will my words come from? Will they come from my justified flesh man or will they come from Holy Spirit? Will I walk in the utterance and the unction of Holy Spirit and, and live according to the word and what I believe and the commands of my Father? Or will I get all fleshy and just let somebody have it because, man, I need heard? We, we can choose. We will have that choice. And again, we're not talking about, well, I could do that. I can do that if he's doing that to me. Man, don't even get me started on all that. I've seen, I've seen 10-year-old boys outside of a church, outside of a church, punching each other bloody in the face. And the justification was, well, he hit me first. And Torah said, if somebody comes after me, I can punch him back and I can get them too. Whoa. <whistles> Breakdown. Problem. Childlike understanding, childish, <laughs> not in a good way. There are some things that we need to think through, friend. There is a, there, I would propose, there is a higher road to take. Or perhaps we could call it a lower road because it's really the way that Yeshua took. And I'm called to walk in his likeness, in his image, and do as he did because he's the hupergramos one way. He's the one way, friend. He's the one example, to use the scripture verbatim. We've done a series on that as well. Yeshua, Hupogramos, the one example. A one example now. If we're going to cling to Scripture, why don't we jump on that one and write it for a while? Okay? There comes a time. There comes a time that we must practice now to rightly walk in humility and sometimes just be silent. Now, this is, this is the first verse that I went to. Um, in the moment, okay? And again, I was, I was wrestling with getting all fleshy. We're about to bring this to a close. And I thought of 1 Timothy chapter 2. Now, now, let's be fair. Right after the challenge to fight the good fight, which has nothing to do with duking it out with your neighbor now, in case anybody's excited about that. <laughs> but just the verbiage is clear. But it goes on with, first of all, quote, first of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings, and all who are in high positions. Why? That we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly, dignified in every possible way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of Yahweh, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of of the truth. Now, I would say this, and this jumps off of the last series, and praise the Father, I'm learning something. Implementation is good. Studying the Word, great. 
implementing it, awesome, right? I just did the teaching, the study for myself and my household that made it on here in the uh, uh, the command to be compassionate series um, out of the Torah that commands us to be compassionate. Leave the corners is the name of it. That's the series. If you want to, if you have not watched it, well, I had a chance to do that. Why? So that maybe, maybe today, in my self control and my 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 ability to control myself at all and look at anything at all like my Messiah. Maybe this will show someone that they can come to the knowledge of the truth. Because my Father desires them to, and He desires for all of them to be rescued and delivered. Maybe, maybe, if we don't act like the world and retaliate and stand up for what's ours and what we deserve right now, maybe the world would take notice and say, huh, he looks different. She responded differently than the last lady that came in here to return something and got all ticked off. I could tell she calmed down. This dude today, yeah, maybe maybe he was, you know, offensive or whatever. It's possible I was. I'm I'm trying to examine my heart. But you know what? He came back to me and like humbled himself and apologized in in case he even by any by any stretch I was offended by him. That's weird. Why would he do that? Right? We're hopefully leaving open doors for people to look upon our real life circumstances and say, hmm, no, okay, so he's got a long beard and he wears tassels and he talks about Yeshua. Well, okay, but he, but he acted different. Okay? He acted different. That's what I hope our goal is in one way. So, again, to bring this to a close, and my proposal today as we talk about chainsaws and humility is this. I believe that there will be true freedom for those who are not offended and walk free from demanding receiving what they deserve. I think there's freedom for those of us who are willing to do that. Of Stop all this nonsense. Do you know what the Constitution says? Or do you know what this paper tells me? Do you know what I deserve? Nobody's taking that from me and all this just angry, volatile verbiage. I think there's freedom to a greater level for those who are willing to just abase themselves and say, you know what? All this is my father's. Everything's in his control. And I'm not saying we just sit at home, kick up our feet. Hey, brother, here's the keys to my truck. Oh, you want, you want, um, you want my house? Honey, let's move. They want my house. I'm not talking about being ridiculous, and I have to say that because that's where people take these types of conversations. You're just going to give them your wife, too? You're going to give them your son to be a slave the rest of his life? Why in the world do we have to do those things? Let's just talk like grown adults. In conclusion, a truly free man walks free from offense. I don't have to be understood, neither do you, friend. Today I was not understood. Nobody saw me for who I really am in my guts, for real. And that's okay. It's all right. And so I submit that there's a greater calling for the ones who, number one, practice and then implement hearing what the Spirit is saying at all times. Whatever the situation, whatever's coming, Father, I want to know your ways. Holy Spirit, what in the world? you got to give me counsel and direction and wisdom right now because... Oh, I got a whole, I've got door number two here and it's looking real good and I want to kick it in. Whatever it looks like for us. I want to be natural, man. That feeling. Ugh, I feel the natural man right at the door. Let him out. No. 
Number one, practice and implement hearing what the Spirit is saying in as many circumstances as you're aware and, and capable of carrying out right now. Number two, I believe freedom is coming to a greater calling to those who are willing to quietly walk away from a matter in peace, whether you got what you deserved or not. I wrestle today, and I will, I will uh, meditate on this the rest of, the day, of today and probably tomorrow as well, and whatever time is necessary. Father, should I just have taken the, the lesser chainsaw, and it's just gone? You know, was I out of line? Should I, have, should I have gone the greater mile of just, you know what? Father, thank you that I can even afford anything. I don't, I don't, I don't need all this stuff. You know, whatever. Most people would say, "What? You're gonna get walked all over on? You can't. You're training your son to get walked all over on? Man, y'all have no idea what I hear. People are just, man, they're volatile. The world is volatile. Let us who say we live according to the cause of Messiah not be like that. And thirdly, a greater calling for those who will number three dare to believe that looking like a fool in the eyes of men might actually elevate you to begin to look more like Yeshua. So that's my proposal with chainsaws and humility, friends. Do with it what you will. Whatever the case, there is, there is an opportunity at every turn, in our home, in our workplace, at the store, <laughs> to just humble ourselves, walk in peace, quietly, hold my peace and be still. Be pleasing in the, in the eyes of my Father. Being a peaceful, quiet person, godly, dignified in, in most of my ways. No, every single way. So, friend, let us be found as ones doing that. Walking in the pattern of my Messiah who cruised through life, misunderstood, beaten, ignored, assaulted, misunderstood to the utmost. And I'm told he never uttered a word. He is my example. What about you? Think it over, won't you? You'll have endless opportunities. It may not be tonight, but it's going to be soon. So let's be spirit-led people. You're watching the Path to Zion podcast. We are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for watching. Go over to pathtozion.com. Find us on Facebook. Do whatever you want to do. Pass this video along if you would like. Thank you so much for watching. Amen.